Hello, and welcome to the European Patients Podcast, representing the voice of patients in Europe. This podcast is brought to you by the European Patients Forum, the leading voice of patient organizations on the continent. My name is Estefania, and I'm the Communications and Outreach Officer for EPF, and I am your host on today's pod. Are you a first-time listener? Then hit the subscribe button and stay up to date with the most relevant and important stories, issues, and events surrounding patient-centered healthcare within Europe. On today's podcast, we're marking World Mental Health Day. World Mental Health Day is marked every year on October the 10th. It's an initiative of the World Health Organization to raise awareness and mobilize efforts in support of mental health. This year's theme is Make Mental Health and Wellbeing for All a Global Priority. Today, we'll be speaking to members of the EU Pearl Project, an innovative medicines initiative project aiming to make clinical trials more efficient and patient-friendly by standardizing and simplifying clinical trial platforms. Making clinical trials more efficient and patient-friendly can ensure that individuals find the clinical trial that matches their needs, that companies enroll enough patients, and eventually, that new treatments are evaluated in better ways. Our guests on today's pods are Carmine Pariante and Fanny Laura Mandila. Carmine is Professor of Biological Psychiatry at the Institute of Psychiatry, Psychology, and Neuroscience at King's College London. He also co-leads EU Pearl's work in major depressive disorder. Fanny Laura is a communications professional and mental well-being activist. She was chair of the Fifth European Health Parliament's Committee on Mental Health and Healthy Workforce and sits on the EU Pearl Patient Advisory Group. Welcome. Thanks so much for joining us today, guys. Thank you. Thank you. How are you today? Very good. Excited. All well here. Looking forward to the conversation. Wonderful. Then um, let's kick off this conversation about World Mental Health Day. Um, Theme this year is to make mental health and well-being for all a global priority. Um, Can we can we maybe kick off by you guys sharing with us why this is so important to you and, and maybe in your work? Sure, I can go first. Um, I think I could list uh, countless of reasons why why uh, it would be important to uh, make mental health a priority, to people feel better, and uh, the quality of life. But sadly, that that doesn't always uh, translate into actions. So what I would say is that there is no health without mental health. How mental health affects. Um, life as 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 broadly as can be so so there is no mental health there is no health without mental health and that's why we need to make it a priority that is so on point and i also hear within that as well a little bit about you know having the the equality between your physical health and your mental health you know be be taken equally as important um what about you carmine I certainly agree with uh, what Fanny Laura said. I also think that if we, you know, if we push forward the message that mental health is important, it it also highlights the importance of supporting uh, those who are most vulnerable in the society, who are obviously more at risk of suffering from ill mental health. And so it allows us also to refocus on what are the priorities, especially at a time like this, where 
you know, we have a economic crisis in many kind of Western countries, and of course we have war, we just finished a pandemic. I think it's important that an event like this um, allows us to think about how all the societal factors impact mental health and how we can protect mental health really by investing in supporting people in general and the most vulnerable in particular. Carmine, can you maybe share with us a bit about how this fits in with the work being done on the EU Pearl project on major depressive disorder? Well, in my role as an academic, um, I've always been interested in major depression uh, because it is one of the most disabling conditions in the world and certainly one of the most frequent and severe of the mental disorders. And one aspect of the work that we've been doing within UPERL is developing new way of testing medications so that more drugs um, that are effective and that are safe can be offered to patients uh, quicker. Now, in depression, as in many mental disorders, we have still a problem that although we have quite a lot of medications, they don't work in all the patients. And in particular in depression, we have perhaps up to one third or one fourth of all depressed patients that suffer from what we call treatment resistant depression. So a depression that doesn't improve even by trying one, two, three, or combining more than one antidepressant. For this patient, we want to support the discovery and development of new medication, especially now that we have a better understanding of how the brain works and what are the brain abnormalities that underpin major depression. And so pharmacological or biological mechanism that can be targeted by new medication. However, the problem we, we have is that the, the actual process of bringing a medication from discovery to clinical practice is long and cumbersome. And in particular, because we we need um, what we call clinical trials. So we need to set up clinical studies that uh, compare the efficacy of a new drug compared to, for example, a dummy pills, what we call placebo. And this is, of course, is an essential process without which we would never be sure that the drug works. And so it is important that as a regulation, we have to conduct this trial to demonstrate the, that the drug is effective. But at the same time, it's, a, it's quite a long process, especially when done for each drug individually. Now, in UPERL, we're developing the possibility of testing medication in what is called a platform trial. So a much larger network of clinical centers, um, possibly multinational, where many medications can be tested against each other or against an arm of a placebo. So again, the dummy pill arm. In this way, by having many centers involved in uh, finding the patient, um, bringing them to the clinical studies, but also having many drugs being compared at the same time would allow us to bring the most important drugs, the most important new drugs to fruition in a much quicker way. Wonderful. Thanks so much for, for sharing that with us. Fanny um, Laura, can you tell us maybe about the role of the patient advisory group in the EU Pearl project and also specifically about the work in major depressive disorder? Sure. Um, the patient advisory group is a voice of the patients, the people with the lived experience with the illnesses in the making of the new clinical trial, the platform trial. Usually, um, at least my 
my knowledge, is that talking about patient input is usually, uh, it's not quite there. It's an input only asked after major steps or major research already done. Uh, but in the PAG, patients are equals with the researchers and the medical professionals every step of the way. It's a cooperation between the patients and the researcher, the academics, as well as the medical uh, professionals. And I think that is something that is very new, uh, especially in this, this scale. With the, with the work package that I'm involved with, with the major depression work package, I think um, what has been most important is that depression demonstrates uniquely with different people. There are similarities for sure, but there's also big differences like Armina said, for a very long time, treatment to the illness has been one size fits all. And I can say from my own experience that it does not. It's important to know more and understand more about depression so that more people can get help. The medical professionals know their expertise. The scientists know their expertise, but it's also just logical and obvious that when we need the understanding of the patients, how they feel, how they have experienced, how the medication works for them, we ask for the patients themselves. I think it's crucial for not only this project and for this platform trial, but also for mental health to really uh, use the voice of the patients themselves, to use the voice of people affected by ill mental health. Thank you so much for sharing that, Fanny Laura. Um, I think that you've really hit the nail on the head there on why projects like this, but also other initiatives are so important for mental health research and understanding, um, you know, how how patients are impacted really um, from from the beginning and not just at later stages within the research pipeline. Um, Carmine, maybe can you share with us what what is the ultimate hope for the impact of the EUPRO project on our current and future understanding? Um, for the treatment of major depressive disorder? UPERL has already started to deliver important um, information to the scientific and clinical communities. In fact, in the first uh, 12 to 18 months of the project, we have uh, developed uh, a series of guidelines on how to define, uh, from a clinical point of view, the people who have treatment-resistant depression and so should be involved in these uh, clinical trials of the future for developing new medication. And I think this is an important contribution, a truly important contribution uh, to which actually Fanny Laura really contributed a lot and, and I really enjoyed the time that we've been, that we spent together on this project. Because until recently, although we had kind of broad definition of what does it mean suffering from depression that does not respond to antidepressant, the criteria were not so clear as to create a kind of a homogeneous group of people that would benefit from this new medication. So I'm really proud that we already delivered um, something that will hopefully influence the psychiatry and clinical care over the next months or years. Now, of course, the ultimate aim, our ambition is to create an infrastructure so that platform trial become a reality in psychiatry in general and mental health in general, but in particular in this case for treatment-resistant depression. So the things that we aim to have by the end of this project are something like um, a group or a network of clinical centers 
across Europe interested in participating to platform trials and um, um, available for recruiting people with depression into such treatment, but also understanding exactly the complexity of organizing such big trials and having uh, standard operating procedures or guidelines for implementing this in the in the easiest and in the easiest way and and the fastest way. And a lot of this discussion or decision around how to create platform trials in psychiatry has never been done before. So we're really at the um, at the beginning of what we hope is going to be a completely different way of conduct clinical research in depression. Amazing. Um, thank you for sharing that. And Fanny Laura, um, I wonder for you um, and also for the, the patient advisory group, not only in the MDD indication, but as well for the other ones, um, what is what is the kind of ultimate hope as well? Well, the ultimate hope is to get better care. I think um, for me at least, clinical trials were something very far away, something I had not personally experienced and that sounded a little bit terrifying and, and maybe dangerous and scary from a sci-fi uh, sci um, book or something. But now that I've been involved and really seen how the patient input is put on every step and we can we can um, stress the importance of uh, uh, the input from the patients in the clinical trial so that it's not just the doctors measuring on, on how, how well the medication works, but it's actually the patients also describing and, and assessing during the trial on how, how they feel the medication is helping them. I feel that gives the power to the patients themselves and that is already one step in maybe concurring, uh, concurring depression is to have that power to really feel powerful for your own own wealth, uh, health and uh, your own well-being. And I think, I think uh, in all hopes, I feel this platform trial can actually benefit more than just what what a trial is. And, you know, I let me add to what Fanny Lara just said, is that if, it, if there is one thing that UPERL can do is really to um, clarify and demystify clinical trials. In, in the context of medical disorders, I think clinical trials have, have now been accepted as a, um, as, a as the routine um, way to test medication and often patients want to be in clinical trials because they know that they could access, for example, medication that are not available uh, in the hospital yet or, or, or even just out of their own interest in contributing their time to the development of, uh, of medication and the improvement of the life of, of people with the same disorders that they have. I think, as Fanny Lara said, in psychiatry, we're still suffering from some kind of bad reputation of clinical trials has been um, experiment in where perhaps the the the, the quality of the the quality of the relationship with the patient is not even considered as a priority and i think you know UPER could really help uh, through things like like this podcast 
in terms of uh, disseminating the message loud and clear to the community of people with mental health problems, and of course, people with depression in particular, but all people with mental health problems. The clinical trials really are just, just one way that, in fact, the only way that we can really bring forward the new medication, medications that are safer or more effective compared to the one we have, and that they're, all, they're always done with the strictest methodology, but also the utmost attention to the needs of the people that um, that the people that are in the clinical trial, and of course, all the people that suffer from the same disorder. So, definitely, let's talk more about clinical trials. Definitely, and if I may add on that <laughs> again, uh, I think uh, there is a stigma still with medication and mental health, and that is something I, I really like the word demystify because that is something that needs to be done. Mental health is uh, for histories and over and over is considered part of your persona and then ill mental health may be also considered that it's something your fault it's it's something you're not good enough and this is something that uh, making mental health a priority a global priority really needs to focus also is demystify mental health it's it demystify mental health issues it's an illness it's an illness that you you may not have any control over, but there is a cure and there is a way to recover, and you don't have to you don't have to be alone with it. Thank you once again to Carmine Pariente and Fanny Laura Mantilla of the EU Pearl Project for being on the pod with us today to discuss World Mental Health Day. EU-PEARL receives funding from the European Union within the Innovative Medicines Initiative Program and from the European Federation of Pharmaceutical Industries and Associations. Would you like to learn more about the global efforts on World Mental Health Day? Then you can head to the WHO Info page or search hashtag World Mental Health Day across all social platforms. If you would like to learn more about the EU-PEARL project, its work on making clinical trials more efficient and patient-friendly, and how it's doing so by making MDD one of its four focus conditions, then head to www.eu-pearl.eu. Thanks for joining us today on another episode of the EU Patients Podcast. We are EPF, the leading voice of patient organizations in Europe with nearly 80 members across the continent. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button. You can stay up to date on all EPF news by following us on Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn, or by visiting our website at www.eu-patient.eu. See you next time on the pod and stay safe.